Money, money, money. More money, more problems? This is where we talk about everything you need and want to know about finances, goals, relationships, and how they all tie together. You are now listening to the Two Cents Money Podcast. Enjoy. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Two Cents Money Podcast, where I get my two cents on your two cents. It's your favorite money coach, Steph. Welcome back to another great episode where we will make sure that you learn something new. We try and stay positive. We try and give you some hope and outlook into your future endeavors with your wallet. And we just keep it real. That's what it's about. And you know what? Um, I just want to say I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed the time with the family, with the friends, with your loved ones. You know, this is a great time of year to keep the spirits high. You know, it's always a great holiday season, uh, regardless of, you know, what holidays you celebrate or don't celebrate. Um, But, you know, just want to make sure that everybody's keeping the vibes at an ultimate, you know, high level. And, you know, just keeping that that self-peace that you need, especially during a crazy time of year. When everyone's going shopping, it's nonstop, just doing literally everything and anything. And I hope you guys are, you know, being savvy with your money, with your budget, especially after Black Friday. And I know the shopping doesn't stop till Christmas. So just make sure you guys are staying in tune with your budgets, you know, keeping it, keeping that money uh, you know, spending it safe, I should say. But today we're going to talk about a really interesting topic that I think a lot of us did not really get a chance to indulge in or learn when we were in high school. And I think that's a crucial, uh, you know, like that's a crucial topic, what I'm about to talk about, because it's something that we need to thoroughly understand. We need to understand what it is about the economy that, that, has its ups and downs, what causes those ups and downs, how does that affect our money, our purchasing power, uh, you know, the, the, the value of our money, and so on and so forth, because it's understanding that that will lead to us being just smarter with our decisions um, and smarter with just being more knowledgeable in a sense. So let's talk inflation. Now, you know, you might be saying, like, oh, I heard the term before, but what in the world is inflation? So generally speaking, inflation is really the steady increase in prices for goods and services over a period of time. So as inflation basically increases, our purchasing power decreases. So really kind of what that means is inflation essentially lowers the value of our dollar of our money. And you know, the, the thing of it is, is, I don't know about you guys, but I keep hearing inflation being talked about for the past like two, three months. Uh, no matter what news channel you watch, no matter what you're scrolling on your phone, whether it's like, you know, Facebook, your news feed, your Google feed, uh, some of these news apps that, you know, people like to have on their phones, a lot of economists and a lot of uh, like financial news outlets are talking about inflation. I feel like some of them may be downplaying it a little bit, but that's just in my opinion. Others may be 
taking it to the complete opposite extreme as well because you you know what's news without that right but at the same time i think this is something that we all need to understand because we're living in in strange times you know since 2020 everybody's emotions have been you know up and down like a roller coaster and i can completely understand why right you know we've all endured a lot of different experiences over the past year and a half two years but the thing of it is is that if we don't understand inflation we don't know how to counteract that with our actions right we don't know how to react to inflation whether that's uh rising prices in our everyday goods you know the the our the value of our dollar the money that we keep in our bank account that's going down all in all, you know, interest rates, because it all ties together at the end of the day. So right now we're seeing like savings accounts, for example, uh, some of uh, most of these actually, I'm not going to say some, most of these, because I, I try and keep tabs on it. I mean, I see some savings accounts right now that are earning literally 0.05. Is that a lot? No. And the funny thing is, or I should say ironic, because it's not really funny is that I used to tell people, you know, if you're really trying to save save your money, right? Put it into an account. Always consider what the interest rate is, the rate of return on your money, right? Because the thing of it is, is that the average inflation rate, rate of inflation, according to like the Federal Reserve, uh, they used to forecast that to about two to 3% per year. They consider that normal. But the problem is that if you're in a savings account that is only earning 0.05, let's just say, then you're never catching up to the normal or average rate of inflation. So really, you're not making anything. So maybe a few pennies here, a few pennies there, maybe a few dollars by the end of the year. But this is how the rich get richer because they find ways to grow their money that surpassed 2%, 3%, 5%. And some of those could be investments. Some of them can be, uh, you know, just investing into properties, becoming basically like rental agencies where they have multiple buildings. And now obviously that takes, that takes time to grow into something like that. But I think a majority of us need to start thinking in that direction. Where do we go from here? Because if we're looking to grow our money, if we're looking to become, uh, you know, going into the next tax bracket, right? We got to start thinking above and beyond because a savings account that is earning 0.05 is not going to get us there. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of it. And to kind of piggyback on that two to 3% inflation rate, that the Federal Reserve basically says like, hey, this is this is standard. This is average. They look at it in you know, the past few decades. And that seems to be kind of where it's at year to year, which they don't think that that's too much. They think that that's just right for how it is. Now, mind you, I don't know if you've really, um, you know, sat down and thought about this or if you've talked with your friends, family. But how many of you guys remember when you could walk into a convenience store and I might be aging myself, but 
you walk into a convenience store, like over here in Pennsylvania, we have uh, Wawa and in Jersey as well, where I grew up. But, you know, I could walk into a Wawa before they were the gas station Wawas. They were just a regular standalone convenience store. And I remember my dad would be going to get his usual cup of coffee, right? Which at the time was probably no more than like a dollar. And I could literally stand by the register and I could get like a, a little, um, those little gum pieces of like bazooka gum, right? Those little round ones for a nickel. <laughs> there were so many different little candies that you could just pick up. They were like a nickel or 10 cents, right? So you bring a dollar, you know, you could get a few pieces of candy and go on your way. And as a kid, well, shoot, that's a, that's. That's a lot of candy, right? A whole dollar's worth if everything's a nickel or a dime. But now, I mean, I look at a pack of M&Ms, I gotta think three times about that one. I'm like, ooh, do I wanna buy a pack of M&Ms for, for almost $3? Uh, I don't know. Now that might be the sharing size or whatever they call it now. But, shoot, I like my M&Ms, especially my peanut butter ones. But you kind of get the gist, right? Like. It's, we no longer are in the times where it's normal to go into a store and you see candy for a nickel. That's just not happening, not even on clearance. Now, I don't know about how many people uh, drink a cup of coffee. In 1970, a cup of coffee cost a quarter. Yeah, 25 cents. Crazy, right? 25 cents. I'm like, man, a cup of coffee. Like I could just picture myself now pulling up to Dunkin', right? Getting my favorite iced coffee and it literally being like 25 cents. Man, that would be crazy. Now we fast forward to 2021 where the average price of a cup of coffee nationwide is $2.99. And I know some people listening are like, what? No way, like I pay $4 at Starbucks. Okay, that's Starbucks, right? This is just an average based off of a, just a regular cup of coffee. And I know some other people might be saying, hey, I don't spend that much. Again, this is just an average. I think that's crazy if you really put it into perspective. Going from a quarter back in 1970 up until now where we're literally on the cusp of $3 for just a single basic cup of coffee. And it's funny because a lot of people that I know, whether they're coworkers or just like friends from over the years, we used to tease each other because we would be like, oh, well, you're a Dunkin' drinker. Obviously, they're talking about me because I'm obsessed with Dunkin'. Um, obviously, I've tamed that down. I try to make it at home now uh, just to save a few dollars. But then I would have my friends that would just go to Starbucks all the time and they were paying literally maybe 30% more than what I would pay. So it, it's just crazy to think like the, the differences in prices just to get something similar, right? So I think that, that that's something I just wanted to point out because a lot of us do drink coffee or know people in our households that drink coffee. So that price jump from a quarter to $2.99 was just kind of eye-opening to me. But do you guys know what the current inflation rate is right now so uh, before i say it i just want to remind you remember two to three percent is the normal rate of inflation 
just uh, that that's just always has been a standard and economists um you know investment specialists they all go by that number because that's always been a number that has essentially just been pretty accurate right like that's just the average that a lot of these people just feel comfortable talking about and saying hey this is this is normal this is how our economy just keeps going our current rate of inflation right now is hanging out around about 6.2 percent yeah so the united states has a current inflation rate of 6.2 percent this is actually the fastest pace in over 30 years so we're seeing our inflation the rate of our inflation in this economy right now in america over the past year we have seen it jump up to a speed that we have not seen in over three decades so kind of just let that sink in you know and this is why i kind of had that comment in the beginning of the show like depending on what news outlet you're watching or what articles you're reading you may have two different extremes. Someone's telling you, you know, the world's ending tomorrow and, you know, how are you going to afford anything? And then you have the other extreme where they're like, no, it's normal. Everything's okay. To be honest with you, I think we're somewhere in the middle. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think people do need to be concerned, uh, especially because if this is the fastest rate we've seen in over 30 years, we, we need, we, something's got to change. Uh, we need to be made more aware of what's going on. Because this all essentially goes back to the value of our dollars. The value of our money goes down, right? So anytime inflation starts to go up, the value of our money goes down. And this is why. Consumers tend to spend more and stock up on goods that are slow to lose value. So how many of you remember the whole toilet paper you know, charade that happened? Or even recently, like, you know, people are saying, oh, stock up on this and stock up on, on, uh, you know, canned goods and stock stock up on this and that. Essentially, those items uh, may not be so quick to lose value. Therefore, when you spend more and stock up on those goods, it essentially leads to the value of our money that we're spending on them to go down. Another way that I'd like to kind of explain inflation is looking at it as a supply versus demand of our money. So when more money is produced, the value goes down, causing prices to go up. So for example, in November, so literally just last month, the Federal Reserve printed $105 billion, which essentially... They just put it out into the economy and it honestly, it really kind of has a negative effect on the value of our money because I want you to picture this, right? Let's just say you envision Federal Reserve, right? They're just literally printing $105 billion and all of a sudden they open up the door and just like balloons going up into the sky, all those dollars just get flooded into the economy. Now you have $105 billion that was not there before they opened that door. That is essentially just boom, just like magic out of thin air in there. And what does that do to our money? It makes the value go down. Another way to also look at it is when there's an increase in demand, 
but not enough supply, it will cause inflation. So I'm sure you've been hearing um, there's shortages on um, staff, the shortages on trucks to deliver the goods, the shortages of staff at the docks to unload the goods at the at, uh, from the ships. So we're hearing a lot of shortages everywhere, but the demand is so high. So essentially, we're seeing inflation in so many different ways, but they all interact and relate to each other. I'm sure you guys have also noticed that prices have increased literally all across the board from food to gas. And I'm talking about both gas for your house, for heating and gas for your car. We're seeing it in rent. So people are literally moving from different states. They're migrating to other areas of the country to see where else can we, I find a better suitable uh, cost of living. But I want to, I also want to quickly just dig in real quick. Did you know that the prices of beef has actually gone up 20%? That's a lot of money, like literally 20%. So you're going to the store, you're going to buy your usual pound or two of ground beef for your pasta tonight or your taco Tuesday. And now it's 20% more than it was just a few months ago. Anybody who's really on a budget, especially a food budget, which I recommend everybody to be on, 20% is going to put a nice little dent in your budget. Now for my bacon eaters, my pork eaters, bacon is up 28% per pound. And I've actually noticed that because a few weeks ago, I went to the grocery store because my kid absolutely is obsessed with bacon. And, you know, I, I always used to hate paying like five bucks. I'm like, oh, five bucks. I feel like that's just so much for a pound of bacon. But obviously, I'll get it. Right. Love, you know, having, uh, you know, good breakfast on the weekend with the family. I'm noticing bacon literally being at like seven dollars, some places even eight dollars. And these are the brands that never really cost that much to begin with. So 28% actually, I, I could see that actually being a little bit higher depending on what part of the country you're in, but that's crazy. Chicken and fish, we've seen increases about 11 to 13% depending, but this next one got me because I had no idea until like I really sat down and thought about it. Getting eggs from the supermarket. Eggs has gone up 29%. <laughs> more than bacon. I mean, eggs are like way more common because they're just the typical usual breakfast food. So is bacon. But I feel like if you're not into eating pork, you, you know, the average household has eggs in their home for baking, for having breakfast, you know, sandwiches, whatever. 29% is a huge jump, which is obviously going to affect a lot of people across the nation. Now, unfortunately... I got to break the news to you about gasoline. Prices have gone up 50% on the prices of gasoline. And 50% is only in regard to the unleaded version. So the unleaded option of fuel. Man, oh man, 50%. I could see that because first of all, it's like every day I go outside and drive past the gas station I'm like, oh, well, here we go again. It's up again. It's up another 10 cents. It's up another five cents. Uh, I think recently it made it maybe drop like two cents, three cents at most. But I'm like, man, like now it costs me to fill up my my tank, right? My For my car, 
And I consider my car to be pretty, you know, I, I think it's pretty good on gas. It used to cost me about 25 bucks, 25 to 30 to fill up completely. Now, the other, like two days ago, I filled up my tank and it cost me over $50. Man, I almost puked. I'm like, $50? Like, you know what I could have got for $50? I, it's just crazy. So inflation is real. Inflation affects your purchasing power. Because guess what? Me spending $50 at the gas station when I used to spend $30, that's, that's my purchasing power. And it's affecting that in a negative way. Gas overall, by the way, is over $1.31 per gallon higher than this time last year. And unfortunately, it's the holiday season too to, to, to even add on to that. Because now in the next two weeks, we're going to see one of the busiest times of the year when people love to travel. You want to go be with your loved ones. You want to go, you know, spread the love, spread the warmth with people that you care about. And for those that will be driving, uh, you know, further distance than they normally would on a day-to-day basis, which will be most of us, be prepared to, to pay way more for gas. And it's unfortunate. Natural gas to heat your home is up 30%. The average price of used cars has increased an average of $6,000. And the national average for rent has increased about 12%. Which again, I mean, how can you argue about the price of rent? If you need a, if you need a roof over your head for your family and you only have maybe two, three options and the prices have gone up so bad, you got to make ends meet somehow because that's what you that's what you need to figure out how to afford. And unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of people, you know, are moving or they're trying to figure out, like, what do I need to do here? Because this is just getting to be too expensive. So that's my segue into my next my next topic. What can you and I do to protect our finances during higher inflation? And I'm just going to break this down into four simple things. I'm going to explain it to you for anybody who ends up having questions, please hit me up on my social medias or shoot me an email because I would love to uh, just take a deep dive into your personal situation so I can help you. And I just want to put a disclaimer out there that over the past two months, three months, I've revamped how I want to coach people and I'm just being completely transparent. Uh, I now do it on a donations basis because I've realized that too many people out here are looking to become rich off of just trying to help people reach financial freedom. And I always wanted to get into this realm just to purely help people, just like you and me, just regular average people. You know, I have donation links up on my website, uh, twocentsmoney.com. And I just added a note there, like, you know, your donation just allows me to continue to open my door to those who seek assistance for those who actually want to have a nice healthy uh, conversation about their financial situation and see how I can help and I switched it because I don't want to have to be able to I don't want to charge somebody a set fee and maybe they're they're just having a really tough time financially so the quality of service is still there but you know from the bottom of my heart I just wanted to be completely transparent and let people know, hey, you know, whatever you would like to provide in return for my services to help, 
um, that's, that's fine. That's totally fine because the way I see it is like what goes around comes around that, that helps spread the good, the good vibes, the good karma to, to other people who may also be seeking financial assistance and, uh, just having guidance and education, you know? So back to how do you protect your finances during a time like this with higher inflation? So the first step is I want to keep it as simple as possible. Do a one hour budget review, which I like to now call just a two cents analysis. So we want to keep it quick. We want to keep it painless and we want to keep it simple. What I mean by that is I want you to create two columns. So the left column, we're going to focus on all the outs, all the debits, all the expenses. The right column we'll tackle in a few minutes. That's going to be everything that's coming in all your credits. So I want to, I want you to write down all of your monthly expenses on the left-hand side. So this could be your rent or your mortgage, your utilities, gas, electric, internet, water, um, oil, then create another little section for your food expenses. I highly recommend when it comes to food expenses, you make one little category for your groceries and the next one for eating out. Then I want you to think of anything else that could be a monthly bill, whether it's subscriptions, uh, cell phones, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Disney plus anything of that sort that, you know, you have to pay every month, make sure to add that. And what I would really suggest is when you're doing this, if you could have maybe like the last two or three statements of yours from your checking account, just so you can have a rough idea of really uh, being more accurate in your numbers. Or if you're somebody like myself that ha- that saves the receipts, then, you know, you could have a little bit more of an accurate number, but we're trying to keep this simple, right? Add everything up. Then on the right hand side, I want you to put all of your income that comes in on a monthly basis. So if if it's just, you know, regular paycheck, if you're on commission, you know, add that up, any tips, uh, any social security, any type of, uh, government benefits, assistance, uh, just literally anything that comes in as income, alimony, child support, all of that, anything that's essentially going to assist in helping you pay your bills. We need that on the right side. I want you to add both of those columns up. And if you see that you're in the red, meaning your expenses are more than what you bring in every month, I want you to take a look at what categories you're spending more money in. If you're noticing that you're spending way too much in eating out, I want you to use this time wisely to come up with a number that's realistic, right? Because you don't want to go from spending $800 a month on, on fast food and takeout and eating out. So now you're saying, oh, well, I'm only going to have $50 a month because let's be real, doing that drastic of a budget cut um, may just have a real bad adverse action, adverse reaction. And you may end up spending way more because just out of the frustration and anger that you cut yourself so short. So let's be realistic. Say, you know what? Let's bring that 800 down to 200. And every month, if you can still chip away a little bit, or if you finally reached a point where you're like, you know what? I'm comfortable with this number then keep it at that. Let's keep it simple, right? But at the end of the day, we want to get to 
creating this budget where not only are we comfortable with it and we feel good about it, but it also has to be realistic, but it's actually got to work. It's got to, it, it, it has to work towards your financial end goals. If once you add everything up, you're not in the red, for example, that doesn't mean you can't adjust your numbers. You know, you might say, ah, oh, man, like, why are we spending $1,500 on groceries when it's just the three of us? Okay. Well, let's see what you can cut out. Um, you know, maybe you realize that you're wasting a lot of food. A lot of food's going bad in the fridge because maybe um, you buy so much or you buy too much of it and it goes bad. Maybe you realize you have all these different subscriptions that you don't really need. You have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, all these other sub subscriptions and maybe you only need one or two. That's money that goes right back in your pocket. Number two. Find a way to increase your income if you can, whether that's with a side hustle. Is there a way to monetize a hobby? Uh, you know, especially for the people like now during this time of year, if you know how to make like arts and crafts or paintings, drawings, anything cool that people can gift, now's the time. Post it on your Facebook, create an Etsy account. Um, you know, this is now the time to get yourself out there. If you can get a part-time job, you know, especially in retail, because retail and the food industry at this time of year is always looking for help, especially retail. And this could be a great time. And a lot of them right now are paying a lot of money. I think I saw Target was paying like, I think $16 an hour for um, seasonal help. Then you have your Uber, Uber Eats, Instacart, Lyft. You have those options and they come with tips, right? So that could be a great, a great option to think about. If you're currently working, ask for overtime, especially if you notice that you're short staffed because so many, so many companies right now are short staffed across the country. And if you can get the overtime, might as well, right? It's almost like a no brainer because you're already there and overtime who does not like overtime. Also another way to increase your income find a way to create passive income for yourself whether that's rental properties investments uh creating like a small business like vending machines candy machines um or even this new uh thing called drop shipping uh i've been hearing this term a lot lately especially in the small business world uh if none of you have heard of it go ahead and i would i would google that if i were you i've been seeing a lot of people say that they make good money with it so, hey, that could be option two. And I've also heard about reselling, uh, reselling of um, like used goods and clothing and selling them back on eBay again. So those are all ways to possibly increase your income. If you're having a hard time decreasing some of the categories in your expenses or some of them are beyond your control, increasing your income will help alleviate that stress off your budget. Number three based on your two cents analysis, AKA your budget review, plan to start an emergency savings. And this is really going to be crucial to help prepare for any unexpected events. You know, you may just need to adjust your budget just by finding ways to lower your expenses. And by doing so, you're gonna find more wiggle room where you can pull that money into a savings plan. Now, if you already have a savings plan, then this may be a really great opportunity and time to tweak it and increase it, right? So if you were um, if you were currently saving $200 a month, 
and you realize now by looking at your budget that you can cut some from your subscriptions, you're gonna switch internet providers. I don't know, maybe you're moving and your rent's gonna be cheaper and you're also going to cut down on your food expenses and you realize now you have $400 extra to play with, put that $400 in your savings because then guess what? It's there for a rainy day, it's there if you ever need it and it's there in times of inflation if and when prices go up. And lastly, number four, always plan ahead. So if you're planning to buy a car or a home, anytime in the near future, estimate your costs to include inflation, especially what inflation is right now. So give yourself that buffer room if you're saving for like a down payment, uh, if you're already trying to kind of pre-plan what your monthly payment will be, just give yourself that buffer so you're more prepared. Because guess what? If inflation starts to calm down, guess who has extra money? That's right, you. So the main thing is really just to be prepared at all times. Now, if you can hold off on some of these purchases and you absolutely don't need any of them, for example, then just save more money because you just never know what will happen. You know, whether a water heater goes, because obviously you talk to any homeowner, a water heater always goes at the wrong freaking time. <laughs> and I laugh at that because I could definitely relate. Ugh, I could cry right now, actually. But <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it, it it's those little things that you don't think of that are really big things because they're they're costly. But you just never know. Tire goes flat. Um, you know, your battery dies. Like literally anything. Um, you know, maybe your kids are are being uh, homeschooled or they're doing virtual learning and you needed to buy them a new laptop because nowadays electronics last like literally two and a half days. <laughs> um, no exaggeration. You, you just want to be prepared. So all I'm saying, all in all, even though I went over those four steps, just always be prepared. And the first step is the most crucial because... If you don't do a budget and you're blindly spending money, you think that you're saving money and maybe you're putting a strain on, on the money coming in because you don't realize how much is going out, you're never going to know and you're going to stay blind to whatever your financial situation really is. And I've seen it way too many times over the past nine or 10 years when I sit with people and do a budget and a lot of them don't realize how much they're spending in certain categories and they're really in the red because they're using credit cards to essentially like give them that buffer to keep spending more. And then they're wondering why they have all these credit card payments and all this debt. But all in all, it was because the debt was actually their, their like safe landing. It was giving them more money to just keep spending and spending and spending. So number one, doing that one hour budget review, please, like that is literally... Like if you don't take anything away from this episode, except for one thing, let that be the one thing. Cause doing a budget for yourself is literally going to be the best thing for you. And if you've done a budget in the past, it's all right. Take 30 minutes to an hour sometime this weekend or when you're free and have some time in the evenings, whenever to just sit down and, and, and just look at what your current numbers are. Because again, with the rate of inflation being 6.2%, a lot of your numbers are going to be way higher than they were this time last year. So if you already have a budget, now's the time to look at it to see what you need to tweak, 
what you need to fix, increase, decrease, um, and just revise overall. And it's going to help you sleep better at night because money tends to be one of the top three things that people stress about and people lose sleep about. We got to stop that. And this is a way to do it. So I hope you guys, you know, learned something new today. If you did, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear all about what it is that you took away from today's episode on inflation. Again, this is not to create panic. It's not to stir fear in anybody's hearts and minds. This is all about being educational, right? It's all about just providing the tools and the tips for people to financially be free. And I myself, I envision financial freedom for a lot of us, for all of us, because it's possible. It's definitely possible. We just got to change some things. We got to, you know, tweak our plans and actually have a plan. So as always, always so fun to talk to you guys. I really hope you enjoyed and please stay safe out there while you're doing your holiday shopping. Continue to enjoy your time with your loved ones. It's an exciting time of the year. Keep your head up. Don't let the negative vibes affect you. Keep it all positive. Keep it all filled with love. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Stay safe out there. Love you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. You've now listened to the Two Cents Money Podcast. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, hey, come check us out at twocentsmoney.com or go ahead and follow our podcast on your favorite podcast app like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Two Cents Money. And hey, join the conversation if you see a post that you like. Thanks for listening and make sure to tune in next time.